You're listening to. Welcome to Asians in Baseball with your hosts, Kim Cooper, Naomi Ko, and Scott Okamoto. This podcast celebrates Asian and Asian Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander American baseball players in the MLB. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Asians in Baseball. It's been a couple weeks um, since I've been here, and it's been one week since uh, we've recorded anything, so uh, we are going to get right into it as usual. Um, I'm Kim, and I'm joined here again today by Naomi and Scott, my fellow hosts of this uh, most auspicious podcast. Um, how are you guys doing? Oh, doing, doing good. great because you're back, Kim, and we we need yeah. you. We really oh do my need gosh. you. You really it, don't. We, it, we were, we were yeah. falling no, I listened. Yeah. I listened to the episode, and I really, I really liked it. I thought that you guys and Darren did a great job. Mm. Oh, good. Well, and congratulations on your Thank wedding. Thank you so much. Um, I was not here uh, a couple weeks ago because we recorded on my birthday, and then uh, that was on Monday, and then on Saturday I got married. So it was a big week for me. Yes, I, I do. Um, I do want to mention that. Uh, Kim was playing the 2020 L- NL championship game during the reception <laughs> Dodgers versus Padres. And I really appreciated that. Like I, I very much, I'm, I was, I'm glad that I'm glad that you did Naomi, because you're one of our only friends that we thought could appreciate it at our venue. There was a big screen and they were like, you can put whatever you want on here. Most people will do like a slideshow of pictures of the couple. And I'm like, I don't, it's not really my yeah. vibe. So we decided that we would play um, a Dodgers game and we wanted to play the iconic Chris Taylor walk-off game. I think that was the NLCS, Um, but the game was really short. So we picked the longest game, which was like a NLDS game against the Padres. It was great. It was, it was really great. I really enjoyed it. Um, It gave Naomi something to do (laughs) instead of, instead of talk to people. It was and that's what it's there for. Yep, I, I uh, unfortunately did not want to talk to many people, but oh boy, was my eyes glued onto the screen, <laughs> and also on Kim and her partner because that Thank they you. were the true stars. Yeah, it's, yes, it's thank you so much. But honoring um, Kim by also watching the DVD of the Dodgers game as well. And honestly, that's what I, the bride, wanted. I want people to appreciate the Dodgers yeah. game. We had one other Dodgers thing in our wedding that I don't think anybody actually heard because everyone was so excited, um, which was really nice. But um, our recessional music after the ceremony, um, like after it was like, oh, we're married now. Um, what we walked back down the aisle to to leave was actually I Love L.A. by Randy Newman, which is the song that the Dodgers play when they win. But everybody was screaming because they were so excited, which is yeah. so nice. But then I was like, I was like, nobody can hear the song. Yeah. Everybody shut up and listen to the music. <laughs> wow. Kim, that was a very Scott moment. Scott would have probably you. be like that. Hey, shh, 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 shh. You guys, you got to yeah. listen to the song. You yeah. guys got to listen to the yeah. song. Anyway, we, you know, we always got to we always got to have a little bit of baseball in there. So um, that's where that, you know, that's where I've been Asians in baseball, Asians that have baseball at their wedding. So that's what we were doing. Yeah, that's hardcore. 
respect. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. And while we've been away, oh my gosh, there's been so much going on. Should we start with the trade deadline and what did or did not happen at the trade deadline? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just like, <laughs> yeah. So excited about the trade. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we love- I mean, nothing, uh, nothing huge okay. happened. Shohei did not move. So that's, we'll yeah. start with yeah. that. That was, like, we all knew it was, it wasn't going to happen. We wanted, we wanted him to be traded. What the Angels really should have done if they actually care about the longevity and the future of their organization was to rent him out. Because according to The Athletic, the Yankees made a serious, like a serious offer for Shohei. And like the Yankees are very known for having a very intense, very good farm system. So it was, it's really coming down to just uh, I don't even like it's just mistakes it's just mishaps it's classic angels being classic <laughs> angels and and as much as like you know we enjoy that Shohei is in somewhat proximity to us as the three of us are currently in Los Angeles I I love it because I get to watch I get to watch his games on Scott's TV because Scott has cable and I do not and Bless. and you know that that's really great to to be able to watch him West Coast time, but it's just like it would also have been great. Even though I know that this podcast is done with two Dodgers fans, and a lot of people who listen to this <laughs> podcast are Dodgers fans. Also, shout out to Go Dodgers! Dar- shout out to Darren Moko. It's your birthday. Happy birthday to Darren, who was our guest Yay. co-host last week. Um, but like. It would have been really cool to see Shohei play for like a really good team like the Yankees for the rest of this season. It would have been in the the playoffs. Shohei Otani pitching and hitting, pitching in a pitching rotation that is there to support him. Pitching, pitching in a game where he has relievers that he can count on. Oh my God! It, it's too much. It's too much to ask. For run, run support. support, pitching like and then. DHing for a team that would offer him protection between, you know, Rizzo, Stanton, Judge, like, you know, we just want what's best for Shohei, and I think that would have been really great. So it's it's really kind of a shame that that he didn't he didn't get traded and and we see <laughs> we see the Angels still uh, still making mistakes. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, like, it sucks for Shohei, right? We, as his fans um, and future wife, Naomi, like, we want to see him get to compete and get to, you know, uh, have a good time. He's in his prime right now, and he deserves way better than what the Angels are able to offer him right now. But also, it's just like, the Angels are seriously fucking themselves over. Like, like like, this was their biggest opportunity to get the most return on investment um, was at this trade deadline as Naomi said, to rent him out. So, you know, they can still look to the offseason this year, but the the, the 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 offers, I think, are not going to be quite as, like, you know, as, as heavy as they were um, just now. Uh, Naomi sent us this tweet that I thought was just, I literally said, this is legit bonkers. Um, this is a tweet Naomi sent us from Rhett Bollinger, who said, Manazian, who's the uh, GM of the Angels, reiterated several times that it's on him to build a better roster next year, but he believes they can compete. They being the <laughs> Angels. And I just think that's the 
craziest thing I ever heard of. How is the Angels going to compete? Yeah, that's like psychology, though. He's just trying to... Yeah, I believe in our players, sort of. Right. And um, It's just really wild. Yeah, you're right. Because they can't compete. They can't. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's it's so competitive. Like, you know, we, we've gone over and over this. Um, I, I wanted to bring something up to you, too, and to um, our listeners as well. Something I was reading about today was um, uh, that an MLB exec uh, who went unnamed uh, thinks that Otani will stay on the West Coast. And this person thought that the Giants could be a landing spot for Otani. And I thought that was like nuts, <laughs> but I wanted to get your was guys take was on the it. unnamed exec thinking about last year versus this year because the Giants yeah I don't know the Giants weren't a con- they aren't a contender right now and no. they're just plagued by uh, injuries so I and I mean age. I think I think this unnamed exec is I think to try to keep the conversation really interesting and to get quoted and and to be like oh maybe you know throwing like throwing yeah. things yeah hot, hot take. take throwing it out there because we all know there's really only two teams there's just really only two teams i do agree that shohei probably prefers a west coast team but i was reading this very interesting article maybe from the same we were reading the same athletic article kim Possibly, where yeah. you know Shohei, one of the things, the reason why Shohei um, chose the Angels not only because they promised that they were going to let him be a two-way player with with the Angels was he wanted to be on a team where he didn't necessarily have the limelight on him and didn't have you know be be in a market <laughs> or at least like be in a market <laughs> where it's not like constant paparazzi sure. and all of that yeah and, and what was really interesting is one of the reporters from the athletic was saying if he went to a place like the dodgers he wouldn't necessarily have the spotlight on him because the spotlight is on so many other guys too and of course like let's right. be real the face of the dodgers right now is mookie Betts, and and well deserved as it yeah, should be i mean of course like i love mookie Betts. he's one of he's just one of my favorite players period and the way that he at the all-star game said happy birthday to mrs robinson and the way that mookie is such a great representative of just baseball itself it's like it's great like shohei doesn't have that kind of spotlight unfortunately for him at the angels like he does have the spotlight so um i i but it's a very small spotlight yeah. so yeah <laughs> well i mean he, he does have it's like a flashlight. Yeah. In that way, I think that like going to a team like the Dodgers would be better because like I can definitely see what he's saying about like wanting to originally go to the Angels so that the pressure's off, right? Like nobody nobody at the time was looking at the Angels and for a long time nobody really was looking at Shohei because he was plagued with injury and he was was just like getting used to yeah. playing in the majors. And now, you know, he's the face of Major League Baseball or he should be the face of Major League Baseball. He's hands down the best player in the entire league but yeah going to a team at this point like the Dodgers as opposed to going to the Giants which in my opinion how how the Giants are currently it's like it's not quite a lateral move but it's like it's not a it's not really a move up you know like no offense to all the Giants fans um out there it, it Giants you know have been a good team but this is just not really the year um yeah. so if you know any- but I think that oh sorry go ahead well, if anything, if there's a West Coast team that Shohei is going to really consider, it's going to be Seattle. 
It's yeah. because Seattle's farm system is working. They've made some good trades. And like since the fight between the Angels and the Mariners, yeah. the Mariners are actually a strong wild card contender. Like they're mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna rip up the ale and like, you know, they're gonna they're coming in as the only team that can really contend against these AL East teams at, for the wild card position. So, I mean, there, there's that. I mean, and well, before I was like, the Padres could be an option, but the Padres unfortunately got spanked this weekend by the Dodgers, and yeah, even with oh, and they're kind of broke. Yeah. Yeah, they're super broke. I mean, they can't afford Shohei at this point. But That's they, true. I, yeah. I think that you know, this isn't Asians in baseball. But I think that Juan Soto was a great, was a great get for them. Yeah. Um, like he, I yeah. think he fits really well with with the team. Um, and Long, uh, uh, Bell. Uh, yeah. Bell. Bell. Yeah. Bell. And Bell. Yeah. They're yeah. both doing, going to because they didn't team. look good this weekend, but it's just yeah. one weekend. You know it. Over, over the course of the rest of the season, they're going to put yeah. up their numbers. Oh, yeah. And, and so much, like, I imagine that the adjustment is so huge for these guys when they, like, you know, they're, yeah. they're in a different place and they know that everybody's looking yeah. at them this first weekend. Yeah. pressure. Yeah. On. So once they can get settled in, like, they'll be able to to do what they what they got traded to do. But, um, yeah, Otani. Oh, man, can you imagine Otani on the Padres, though? Because... They're like they'd be like the Yankees. It would be nuts. It really would be nuts. But it would be funny. It would be funny to watch like Shohei in a golf cart with like a with all the like young guys, (laughs) and then Shohei being like, "Come on, guys, let's get serious." No, just kidding. Shohei would would have so much fun with those guys. No, he'd be. He would. He would. I know. He would. Maybe the Padres can take out like a second mortgage on uh, Petco. (laughs) But the owner of the Padres (laughs) is rich. Yeah, they're all rich, yeah. but that's, they don't. Yeah, you don't. You don't want to spend what, what sixty million you know, bil- more dollars? A billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. A year, yeah. Um, but that's that would be an interesting thought. As much as I would hate the idea, <laughs> Shohei on the Padres that would be the team to beat with that lineup. Oh yeah. And okay, what pitching. would be I mean, worse, Padres or Yankees? Go. Yankees. Padres. Really, Kim? Oh, because because the because because they're in the yeah. Is NLS? I got I got I always got to rip the Dodgers. I always got to rip my yeah, okay. my team. See, so, yeah, um, my instinct is immediately say fuck the Yankees. But, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, it's gonna be it's definitely going to be interesting. Yeah. But I do think I still think, and I'm biased, obviously, but I still think that the Dodgers is a good place for him, even over like Seattle or definitely over San Francisco, because like Seattle's getting really good, but I you know, like I think that the Dodgers are a strong option for Shohei because they're so consistent about getting to the postseason. And I think that yeah. once he has the opportunity to get into the postseason, he's going to want to be there every single year until the end of his career, as he deserves, because he's really missed out, you know, in the last few years of being able to to play competitively. Yeah. No, I mean, so. I mean, you bring up a really important point is that like, the Dodgers is probably the best organization because, you know, and the thing is, is I'm not biased. I think Shohei should go to the Minnesota <laughs> Twins. <laughs> because I'm not biased. He should come to would, my team. I thought you, I thought you loved him. You, why would you do that to him? But, but because I, I want the best for Shohei Otani. I want the best for him. He should go where he ha- will have the best 
chance to win a World Series, which he deserves to win a World Series, and that's going to be the Dodgers because... That's right. Even like... Okay, sorry. I know we're digressing from Asians in baseball, but even when Cody Bellinger and Max Muncy, you know, these two kind of more almost veteran players for the Dodgers, I guess we could consider them veteran players because of how frequently people get traded now, um, batting really bad. Like we're talking 150, 170. This past weekend, Muncy and Cody Bellinger both produced at the plate. And they're also really great defensive players. And, and like, you you don't, he doesn't get that. His teammates can't do that at the Angels. And most teams just can't do it. It's just, there's something about the way that the Dodgers, their coaching, their, their kind of system that they have in place. The payroll. The payroll, yeah. Yeah. You get what you, you pay for. It, it, yeah. Per, yeah. It, even when you look at Cody Bellinger, because let's admit it, the past few years watching Cody Hollinger at the plate has been kind of rough, but he can still produce when he needs to turn it on. He can turn it on. So, um, and even Chris Taylor making a wild play, like coming back from a foot injury or a back injury or whatever injury he had making wild plays again. And it's just Shohei will do better. Shohei Otani will do better wearing Dodger blue. I think so. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. All right. So, the Dodgers are listening, you know. Andrew, there it is. Andrew Friedman, we know you're a big fan of the podcast. Just like, let us let us come into the office and convince you. <laughs> yeah, we have yeah, we got time because we, we do have time. We have to talk about the other we'll trade that happened. Is that the Dodgers right. traded Mitch White, our boy Mitch White, Hoppa, half Korean, half white, um, pitcher to the Toronto Blue Jays, and now I was very sad about that because you know. Um, I always love to see Korean Americans playing for the Dodgers because it's the legacy, you know, of course, you can go back to our episode on Pak Chono, um, the first Korean player in the MLB and that kind of history the Dodgers have. And also being like, this is LA, this is the biggest concentration of Korean Americans outside of South Korea, like, or just the biggest concentration of Koreans outside of Korea. and. And that's really sad, but the only way I can feel a little bit better about this is that hopefully because Toronto is having some issues with their pitching, that Mitch would have more opportunities to start and to pitch and have more innings to pitch because Dave really liked to take him out, Um, but also making room for Shohei Otani. Right. And this is an interesting, like what you just brought up about Mitch having more playing time possibly in Toronto is also like, you know... This is what we're talking about, too, about like Shohei not originally going to a larger market team because he may not have been able to have the opportunity to become a star had he originally gone to the Dodgers, the Yankees, um, the Red Sox, like another like big market team, because you have to be able to be trusted. And especially because he was experiencing so many issues early on in his MLB career, um, like you have to have the time to be able to get used to things and to be able to flex yourself. And I hope that, as you're saying, that Mitch is going to be able to really flourish in Toronto, kind of the way that Kenta Maeda was really coming through as the ace of the Twins. He didn't ever have that opportunity to do that at the Dodgers because it's just like there's so many guys and they're so elite, you know, as Scott said, you know, you get what you pay for on the Dodgers. Um, there's a lot of like very, very good guys. And Kenta was always a a good, reliable player, but he just couldn't he he couldn't get himself the 
the playing time that he deserved. He deserved to go to somewhere like the Twins where he could get to be the star. And I hope that Mitch, even though I was so upset, oh my God, I was like, this is my fault because I had too good of a time at my wedding. So of course, something bad had to happen to me personally. Yes. And he got traded away. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, everybody, because I'll take, you know, I'll put that one on me. That was my fault. Um, Why are you so <laughs> happy right now, Kim? <laughs> obviously, I'm kidding. But um, yeah, it sucks. It sucks a lot. Um, but at the same time, you know, when like when Kenta went away, too, like, you know, it's it sucks and it, it, it's so sad. But or Ryu, when Ryu went away. But Ryu gets to be the yeah. ace of the fucking Blue Jays now. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he's he's out for the season, but. Sometimes you just have, have to find the better Korean fit. Pitchers. That's true. Yeah. Two Korean pitchers and a Japanese pitcher. So that's right. He's starting tonight for the Blue Jays. Whiting. Whiting. Um, I just want to apologize to Mitch because I know Mitch White is a fan of the podcast as well. Um, mm-hmm. I was very torn on Saturday when he was starting for the Toronto Blue Jays, and the Blue Jays came to Minnesota and they were playing the Twins, and the Twins won. And. I'm just sorry, Mitch. Um, I just want to let you know that I'm sorry, but uh, there's always an opportunity for you to pitch for the Minnesota Twins because we hey now we need pitching too. Um, <laughs> any other? Hopefully, it works out. Yeah. Yes. So speaking of Koreans, Jiman Tejiman, he did not end up getting traded, but he was in the talks to be traded to Houston. So blessedly. He did not. But what? That was like I did not potential. know that. <gasps> yeah, and that would have been so wild because yeah. they like they dodged they're bullet. overloaded with first baseman, so it's like doesn't make any sense. But um, yeah. yeah, so uh, really happy that that did not work out. Yeah, I don't want um, his teammates trying to hate crime him. No, <laughs> oh my gosh, terrible. Oh wow. Um, Tommy Pham was traded to the Red Sox. Um, from the Reds. Um, so that was another trade and he was batting lead off for them. So hopefully he can uh, find some playing time and I'll, I'll get into why there was an opening in the Red Sox uh, later in this episode. Um, and then finally, the last one that I saw at least was that Yoshi Tsutsugo um, was designated for assignment and then um, five days later released by the Pittsburgh Pirates. So hopefully he finds a landing spot Um but as of this recording, has not yet. <sighs> Hopefully. 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 Yeah. But that was, I mean, kind of a not not that much going on at the trade deadline for the Asians in baseball. No, we're just waiting. It, but it's going to be a very interesting um, winter because now they're saying that they're probably going to trade him in the wintertime. Trade Shohei Otani I mean, I should winter. hope for Yeah, I hope so, too. I should hope so. That's like, just for the sake of the Angels, and I don't know why I would want, you know, why I'm, you know, rooting for the Angels over here, but I'm like, you guys got to, like, get get something for him. You can't just let him walk. Like, oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, so we couldn't figure out what what's going to happen now because he's, he's not an unrestricted free agent until after next season. So, and he's not going to sign a long-term deal with the Angels. So, I guess they give him a one-year deal um, at 
whatever they arbitration will will allow um and then trade him because can you trade someone who does who's not under contract because so there's all these like questions because we're in uncharted territories here um so typically they would sign him for a year and then coming up to the trade deadline uh now you mentioned that we that yankees offered probably the best deal but that might still be to come because if there's a team that is on the verge, uh, is like is like probably going to make the playoffs. The twins. And this is their one the shot. Twins? Well, <laughs> possibly for for the, for the yeah, short for term. Yeah, for the short term. Right. Yeah. So, so who's going to be willing to unload a boatload of your prospects and maybe your starting pitcher or two? It's a team that's going to be like, oh, we're we're this close to being a World Series. Not the twins. So, Not the twins. Okay. Well, <laughs> You kind of have to make this call late in the yeah. season, right? It's who's hot, who who's surging, um, who who has things going well, who's who's not dealing with tons yeah. of injuries. Um, all these factors are well, you know, some team might be willing to just bank their whole uh, future on trying to win right now at in the moment, and so we shall see. Scott, has there ever been a team that has done that in the past? They made huge trades right up to the trade yeah. deadline and then they did win they yeah. did win the world series yeah the yankees have done it a couple oh, okay. times mm, that's interesting um, yeah the dodgers have tried you know they, they signed like manny ramirez at the trade deadline they you know last year they, they they tried and failed um they were never they didn't they just couldn't catch the giants and it didn't matter all those trades but we got trey turner but um mm. uh but yeah it's happened to a few teams i, I want to say the marlins did it the last mm. time they won I forget who they who they got, but um, yeah, it's and it's usually a pitcher uh, or two. Mm. That it's it's rarely like the hitter that's gonna win it for you because if you can get someone like like a Koufax <laughs> or you know one or, or a Scherzer, that's kind of a guarantee. You know, win at least one win in in a postseason series. You know, that's 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 worth it because you know five five game series, seven game series. Every win is priceless. So every every game's a must win. So yeah, we shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Is this a good time to take a break? Big. Yeah, look at us. Efficient. <sighs> Kathy, Kim, Steve, where have you been? We haven't seen you for seven years. Has, has it been that long? Uh huh. Oh. Uh. I was on a fishing boat. Training. It's part of the plan. Pla- what training? What plan? The, the, the third season of the Korean Drama Podcast! Okay, we're doing this again? Okay, but there's no body switching in this one, right? No! The only thing we're switching is the fact that we're going to watch a good drama this time. From 2020, called Itaewon Class! A story about starting a restaurant and a dish that Koreans love called Revenge. I thought you were going to say kimchi jjigae. I thought you were going to say juke. Those two. Koreans love those two. Listen to the Korean Drama Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective. All right, we are back. And um, so last night I was, uh, it was uh, Sunday Night Baseball in America and I was watching uh, Dodgers Padres on ESPN and I saw on the app also 
that there was another game going on. And so after the Dodgers swept the Padres, I turned on this other game, which was the Intermediate League World Series, um, which was like 12-year-olds, little kids playing um, in Northern California. It was South Korea versus California. So there were like, there were a lot of little Asians in baseball out there. And it was very cool. It was so sweet. Yeah. That Korean kid uh, had hit three home runs on Saturday, which is a record. These kids oh, were Shohei Otani in the yeah, making right there. These kids yeah. were freaking beasts out there. Like they yeah. they were doing like major league stuff. Like they were like they were you know. I feel like you know having a been or being a former child like. When you're into something, you watch a lot of it, right? And I imagine that these little kids are watching a ton of MLB, a ton of yeah. professional baseball. And so it's just funny to see these, like, little kids having some of the same mannerisms. Like, you know, like, yeah. they'll, like, do stuff with their bat and they'll, like, you know, stand on the bag a certain way and, like, that kind of thing. Um, but they were really good. Like, they made some good plays. Like, there were some good hits. South Korea lost in the end. Um, but... Which hurts. It, it hurts does hurt a little bit. Are, are they eliminated now? Was that was that was the final. That was that was it. So okay. California won the For whole shebang, pool. and it was funny because California um, won the whole shebang on a um, on like a replay like South Korea. I can't remember what it was, but there was like a replay call. So it was like a little bit anticlimactic because they had to um, watch a replay. But um, South Korea won in 2015 and 2018. Osaka, Japan won in 2013 and Hawaii won in 2016. So the Asians do come out and represent. They do great. That's yeah. true. That's true. And, and there were there were a lot of Asian Americans playing for Team California. So yeah. 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 Got to support. Got to support. Um, it's, it's the funniest thing because the 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 rules of the Little League. So this is, you know, Little Leagues. Uh, um, you have to be like 12 at, at a certain cutoff date. So by the time the Little League World Series rolls around, these kids are like almost 14 now. And and there, there's guys out there that are bigger than most major leaguers playing on that little tiny Little League field. Yeah. And so there was a the Asian kids aren't kid. as big. No, the, yeah, the, the South Korean four. kids were little. Yeah. They look like little. They were 5'7", 5'8". I know. They were 5'7", 5'8". I told. But they don't have those big monster du- dudes like uh, America has. So, because um, you know, it, you know, a lot. They're so big that the pitchers can. Th- there are a lot of perfect games in in the Little League World Series mm. because there's some six foot kid who throws. He th- he throws literally like 85 miles an hour, which is on that short mound, 45 feet instead of 60. They say it's an equivalent of like 105, 106 miles per hour, and then you got these muscle bound kids at the plate who pop a pop the ball up to center and it goes out you know because you only have to hit it like 250 feet um to get to make a home run and so um yeah it's it's a fun game because i was telling naomi like usually they're well played but they're kids so things can go sideways so quick when they're kids they melt down they have and then suddenly it's 18 runs score oh no (laughs) or 12 errors you know it's just and then they're all then there's crying (laughs) and um it's they're kids you know so much pressure to be on national tv oh yeah tv and you know that's why i had to stop watching it because i was like i might start crying well that's why i was so surprised about because i expected you know turning on something that says like like 
little league or intermediate league like i expected oh we're just having fun and these kids were fucking serious and i was like and that's what i mean like when i was watching them doing some of the same stuff like you know in between at bats like stepping out of the batter's box and like taking practice swings i was like routine yeah i was like oh this is like these kids are these kids are serious and scott like you're saying they're enormous like there was a kid for california playing first base who is six foot four six foot four Six foot four. And like 130 pounds. Yeah, like. Still, six foot. Yeah, he was very thin, but six. very, like, he was enormous. Like, you could just, like, yeah. reach up and pluck the ball right out of the air. Yeah. But something my partner suggested, or my husband suggested, which I agree with, is that, so during the Little League game, it would say at the bottom of the screen, like, when they were up to bat, like, oh, it says, like, oh, this is the kid's name. His favorite Gatorade flavor is lemon. Yeah. Or, like, his favorite food is pizza. And I was yeah. like, or my husband was like, oh, they should do that for a major league. That would be fun yeah. if they were like. That would be so much oh, fun. John Carlos Stanton, his favorite food is pizza. <laughs> yeah. No, John Carlos Stanton's favorite food is pure protein. Yeah, John <laughs> Stanton's not eating, yeah. he's not eating the same food that the rest of us um, yeah. mere mortals Raw are meat. consuming. <laughs> um, but that man is just muscle. So he's he is jacked. just protein central oh yeah his yeah his his favorite food is i don't know yeah Yeah. protein but and like i saw one of the kids from california like favorite artist snoop dogg (laughs) (laughs) of course yeah i'm like okay respect respect yeah respect bro what's your favorite strain of marijuana (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's right now years ago i was i was watching the little league world series and um Dante Bichette's kid, who is now a major leaguer on on the Blue Jays. Oh, Bichette. Yeah, so he was in the Little League World Series. It wasn't the finals, but it was. They got pretty far, and you know they made a big deal because Dante Bichette, his father was an All Star yeah. outfielder, was in the stands playing for the Angels, right? Uh, for a little bit, yeah. yeah. Most his best years were with the Colorado Rockies, but um, mm-hmm. so Bo Bich- little Bo Bichette, I think he was pitching, and he got he gave up a home run, and the team ended up losing, and. After as as when the last out was recorded, they showed Bo Bichette just in tears, just oh. bawling, and oh, Dante no. Bichette coming onto the field and just hugging his son. You know, <laughs> it was like, oh, it's so hard. It might, I mean, major league baseball players cry when they lose a big game. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. The pressure on on these these twelve, thirteen year old kids is enormous. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it it did seem like, you know, it seemed like they were. No, I never mind. I was going to say it seemed like they were having fun, but they just seem so serious. Most of them are. The, yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure it's more fun when you're winning. Right. Of course. But like. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Yeah. It, those those final games. Uh, it's tense. But. Oh, yeah. I think the good coaches, the good coaches keep their players loose. You mm-hmm. know, the. I think gone are the days of those screaming coaches that, you know, would just yell at their players. I think you know, that's, that's not a good look on national TV to have a grown man screaming at children no. for, you know, making a mistake or striking out. Um, most of the coaches are very positive and keep it, keep their teams. Yeah. You know, it's a game, so let's have fun. And they always show like at the beginning of the game, the coach giving their little motivational talk and, and they always say, let's go out and have fun. Do your best. Yeah. Um, well, that yeah, that's Remember like what's training. so wild to me is like, gosh, like they're still so young. And like, I feel like, you know, that age is when you're still finding what you're or at least for me, like I was still finding what my interests were, let alone like 
like I wasn't Little League World Series good at anything yeah. at that point. Yeah. I mean, maybe also still now, but um, it yeah, they're I mean, they're just it was intense. It was it was intense to watch. And I was also like, I wished that um, they had like 12 and 13 and 14 year olds doing the commentary because um, I felt it was oh. like kind of weird that it was like grown ups doing commentary the same way that they would do like the play-by-play for major leaguers, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, but I think like, the kids like that. Yeah. You know? Oh, I'm sure they like to, it. To have feels the official. analyst, Matt Vaskersian or someone, you know. Yeah. Um, That's true. That's when you true. Get, That's when you get cool. to the last rounds, um, it's you get like Oral Hershiser or, you know, former, you know, players doing the- Former World the, Series you know. winners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, we were talking earlier, like seeing the Asian kids out there and playing so well, was was awesome i mean that's kind of what we're about right and so a lot of these kids who you saw on in that game could very well be the next major leaguers because they're like 12 or 13 now they're gonna you can be drafted i think when you're like 14 what Mm. so the scouts scouts are watching you know um i don't know not drafted but uh, the teams will like start investing in in players in, in different camps and different um so um, we we also talked about how a bunch of white people screaming USA at people who have traveled all the way around the world to come play in your country is not a good look. Um, it, it feels it feels like bad sportsmanship. For, it feels very intense. It it is very yeah. intense, but I do have to say that South Korea's chant, their cheer chant, is Dehamingu. So they go Dehamingook, Dehamingook, the Republic of Korea, and they were oh, that they, the, that's the Koreans, they that show the Koreans, of the Koreans were also they were also chanting Korea. To be fair, but yeah. it just yeah. like it feels yeah. there's something like inherently like like no. like ah, that it feels yeah. about like hearing oh. hearing um, USA chanted. Um, yeah, especially with I like. I thought you were going to say they were chanting "fuck you, whitey" or something. Like that. <laughs> no, it's just I the name. It's just the name of the country. Of the country, yeah. No, Dehamingu is the name of the Republic of Korea. Yeah, South Korea. No, I mean, um, and, and every team should be proud of their country and 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 cheer for them. But it's just there's something aggressive and <laughs> imperialistic of and also imperialistic, like USA yeah, about USA. But also USA. going back to what I was saying before too is like. God, these are little kids like and like, I, again, I turned it on with the thought that like we were just watching this because they were having fun. And then it turns out that this is like very intense. But like a little yeah. S- South Korean kid and I'm saying little, but all these kids are bigger yeah, than I probably am. Probably than all of us. Um, yeah. Like but like, you know, a kid standing at bat, like trying to hit like a South Korean kid at bat. And like all these grown ups are screaming USA is like, oh, it like. It does hurt me a little bit. It, no, no, and and, it, and I'm not saying that we should excuse people saying you you know chanting USA. Like I do remember when I was in college, and um, I was like a freshman or something like that in college at the University of Minnesota. Go Gophers! Um, no, no, go Hawks! Uh, no, go ahead, go Gophers! <laughs> gophers! <laughs> and this is where our Big Ten rivalry comes out. Naomi and but, I went um, to rival Big Ten schools. <laughs> My school didn't have sports, so. Yeah, loser. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> and I, I do remember when uh, Osama bin Laden was, was um, they got him and, and he 
was killed and everything like that. And I remember like walking past um, Frat Row because I was on the way back from the library or something like that. And they were shouting like USA, like all these frat guys shouting USA at the after President Obama announced that Osama bin Laden has been has been killed. And there is something like inherently very aggressive when you have <laughs> white Americans shouting USA in in that way because it the connotation of it just being like you know a sign of like patriotism and like um pride for for our fellow country people doing well in sports has completely shifted into this kind of like much more aggressive much more um aggressive but also violent like it's not just aggressive it it's violent. violent it feels very violent and and like while it's you know i of course being the daughter of south korean immigrants and like growing up during the 2002 World Cup, like really learning like this was the national battle cry of like South Korea and the World Cup, like Dehaminguk. But it is different when Koreans are like shouting Dehaminguk versus USA, which which I, I feel like, oh my God, am I going to get hate crimed? <laughs> like, yeah. but, like, no, because I, I do feel that. Like, am I going to get? Yeah. Like, and then are, are these kids like, are these like parents? And like, if South Korea did win, yeah, last night and like, and like, what would happen, especially in this time of um, very apparent, very public and, ex- and um, increased anti-Asian hate and violence in this country. So, you know, I, I like just like, let's chill. Let's just chill a little bit like coaches. They don't yell at the kids anymore about winning or losing. And it's about fun. Parents, can we collectively chill out and maybe not scream USA? Um Maybe just going, why are they screaming USA? They're Team California. Just be like, go Bears. I don't know. That's your national. Well, right. Yeah. Something Because like no that. one screams USA at like a Dodger game. <laughs> 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 you say go Dodgers. You, 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 you cheer for your team. You know? And so, yeah, it's there's a lot, lot of layers there. And, and I'm sure if, if anyone has studied ethnic studies or um, <laughs> history, um, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, but proud of these kids. Man, I, I, I'm i just such an awe. They can, those kids were throwing breaking balls, sliding. Oh, yeah. Sliding. I mean, balls. they were good. What the fuck? <laughs> like, I know. Their arms are going to be fucked, too, when they're, by the time they're like 15. Oh, yeah. I mean, these going. kids are having Tommy John surgery before they go to college, but. <laughs> a, actually, a lot of them do, um, do a preventative Tommy John surgery. That's so wild. All those kids think they're going to be in the majors too. And uh, quite frankly, having watched it, they all deserve to be. They were all fantastic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They were all Mm -hmm. very talented. I was like, oh my God, this is like, I mean, and I understand it's the best of the best, but like, they were. The all stars of each uh, region. Yeah, they were really good. That little Asian kid make that diving catch in right field. Yeah, I mean, one. They shouted him out and they're like, "He's, he's, he's the star outfield. One kid was like, he. One kid from South Korea was like trying to get uh, or the pitcher kept trying to from California, tried, kept trying to pick him off. And like like six or seven times he had to make a diving yeah. like a, a, like a diving slide back into the base. And I was like, this child's rib cage is not going to be OK tomorrow. Like they were playing hard like they were really. Well, they're kids. Yeah, they'll, they'll bounce back. I guess that's true. You, but we're so we proud would, of them. we would be in traction the next day. But um 
Oh yeah, I I would never be able to like move again. Yeah, I think but, I might just die yeah. at the at first base. I think I might yeah. just you just I like show hey with his face in the ground at the All Star game. <laughs> <laughs> except, what? yeah, except just, I'm just bury me here. I feel like all right. Lived a good life. Goodbye. But. That's right. Oh, I need to correct myself because I said the coaches are all positive at the at that level, but there's still a huge problem in little league with parents and coaches screaming too much at kids. Um, so, at the level of the World Series, yes, the coaches typically they go through training. I think too, they go through like counseling. Well, and, they have to. I mean, because um, the kids are yeah. so impressionable at this age, and yeah. like. Putting that uh, like negativity, especially when like you should be like, in my opinion, you you there some of the kids that will become the best at baseball or at anything like they're not necessarily that good yet because they're still figuring it out. Yeah. And like especially at that age, you know, you're all growing at different speeds and growing at different levels. And there's like different like, you know, not to get too much into it, but there's different economic barriers like socioeconomic barriers. And so some of the kids that are going to actually reach the majors, they might not even be get to the little league world series not everybody playing in the majors now gets to the little world right. league world series yeah um so i'm like for me you know i'm like i i want them all to have fun i want everybody to get a participation trophy at this point <laughs> yeah. Eh. yeah well i don't believe in that <laughs> as somebody who I'm like, as somebody who competed and was very competitive growing up i did not i was like at one i remember at one swim meet they would they like gave everybody a like a participation medal. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is meaningless. I came in third. I didn't. I actually yeah. didn't shave off any time off of Hunter back. I actually added like half a second. I'm pissed. Get this participation medal trophy crap away from me. But look at you now. You're a professional swimmer. Yes, professional swimmer, <laughs> Naomi Co. Professional swimming in uh, people's backyards. And uh, hey, that's still good. All right, well, let's transition into one last thing before we get to our recap. We have not even reached the recap yet for this week. Um, but something else that I wanted to just shout out that was I thought was really, really cool for our Asians in baseball adjacent is that if you have noticed the last few years at the Home Run Derby, um, they get this, the winner gets this massive chain, like a massive chain, bigger than your fist. Um, and... Uh, there was an article on MLB um, about the creator of the chain, who is actually Kenny Huang, who is a Korean uh, or sorry, I actually don't know that he's Korean. He's Asian. Um, he's an Asian uh, luxury jeweler in New York City, and he does a lot of like runway and couture stuff. But he also for the last three years have has been commissioned to uh, make the chain for the winner of the Home Run Derby. So I thought that was very cool. That is cool. So tight. Look at Juan Soto wearing that massive chain. I mean, it's huge. It's very cool. So anyway, I just wanted to shout that out because we gotta we gotta shout out all the Asians in baseball. Yep. Yep. All right. So let's get into the recap for this week. Shall we start as usual with um, Naomi's future husband? <laughs> okay. Okay, um, but let's try and keep it to 30 minutes, okay? All right, okay. No well, way, but we'll do our best. Right. Okay, so Shohei Otani, I I think in previous episodes we were talking about his excellent run as the month of July 
was the month of Shohei Otani. Most months are the months of Shohei Otani, but July was especially the month of Shohei Otani as Shohei Otani dominated on the mound as pitcher basically for, I think, six games. Was it six games? 0.00 ERA. Holy shit. The past, and these past two weeks, it has been a little bit rough for um, Otani as he lost both of his games and he, he didn't did, pitch bad. He no. didn't pitch bad. Um, actually, the game uh, against the Rangers a couple weeks ago, he still had double digit strikeouts. Double digit strikeouts. It's just that that game against the Braves, um, he things kind of fell apart in the seventh inning. And then last week when he was pitching against the Rangers, things also kind of fell apart in the sixth inning, but he did still get seven strikeouts. I do want to point out that at both of these games, that yes, he did lose. And, you know, we like it's you know we try not to get hung up on the wins and the losses because for especially like someone like Shohei he just doesn't have run support unless he makes his own run support and you know sometimes he can't always make run support for himself but after the game against the Braves and after the game against the Rangers Shohei the next day the next day the next day hits home runs Oh, in both games? In both games. In yeah. both games. The next day after he pitches on the mound, 10 strikeouts and 7 strikeouts, throwing a 101-mile-per-hour fastball, he gets up to the plate, and he wails one right out of the, right into the stand. So it's, um, you know, uh, Shohei will be pitching tomorrow night. We are recording this on Monday, tomorrow, Tuesday, August 9th. He will be taking the mound in Oakland against the A's. So we'll see how what happens there. But um, but yeah, I mean, Shohei, he this is his rough patch and his rough patch is still better than all of Minnesota's pitching combined. So, (laughs) yeah. He's truly still a, like so elite. He is in search of his 10th win. I can't remember the exact like statistic, but it is something like he would be like if he can hit 10 home runs and get 10 wins in the same year, that then he'll be like the second player ever to do that. Um, uh, he left a game recently in the seventh inning with a forearm cramp. And I thought that his quote was so like, God, you just really feel for this guy. His quote was, if I'm healthy enough to play, I want to be out there. It feels like I can't really afford to take a day off at this point. How can you be the manager or the GM or the owner of the Angels and feel okay with the position that you're putting this man in? You should not feel okay about that. Like, my God, like he feels like he can't take a day off. He he doesn't he can't get any rest. I mean, they're still going to lose whether he plays or not. Right. (laughs) He doesn't need to put this pressure on him. (laughs) Yeah, but. Calm down, Shohei. Like you lose when you play, you lose when you don't play. So, but it's hard because off. he's wired. He's wired to yeah. win. He's wired to do this, and yeah. and and it's just. And I know we spent the first half hour basically spending all of the trade trade deadline talk about him, and but it it really is such a waste of his talent. 
you guys, like we, we keep saying this, he's a, but truly he is a once in a generation. He's a once in a lifetime player, you know, I, in a few generations in a, mm -hmm. yeah, in a few generations. And, and like, we're talking about like the world and baseball is a global sport. It has so, it has his hands in so many different countries. And the fact that like, you got this one player who can do this and yes, he's from Japan. Yes, he's Asian and it's really great for, you know, our community and people like us, but it's just, it's really such a waste of his talent because like, you know, uh, yeah, if you guys didn't hear this past week, um, the most legendary broadcaster of baseball, Vin Scully, uh, he passed away. And you think about like, what if Vin Scully like was calling games right now and, and seeing someone like Shohei play and you know, I made me think about like when Roger Kahn, um, because I, over the summer I read a lot of Roger Kahn and who was like the Vin baseball Scully nerd. of words, mm -hmm. um, an extraordinary writer of baseball and and just thinking, it's just like, how how do you talk about, how are we gonna talk about him? How are we gonna write about him? And then and then see that his, where he's at in the team that he plays for can't support him and can't, you know, help lift this talent up. And it's just, that, that like quote bums me out because it's just like, I wish, I wish Shohei Otani wasn't wired like that so he could he could take the rest but I think that's what makes Shohei Otani so great is because he's wired like that because his his level to compete and to be committed to this has made him this two-way player. All right. That was 5 minutes. Is that okay, guys? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I agree. I agree. Um, as we, as we make our transition into the rest of the league, um, I do want to, uh, I don't know if y'all saw this, but, uh, we had another Asian two-way player this week. It was Yu Chang. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Yu Chang, who recently got traded to the Tampa Bay Rays, um, he, um, he put, first he put the Rays on the board with a solo homer. And then Ooh. later in the game, they were getting absolutely creamed by Detroit. Um, and so uh, uh, Kevin Kevin Cash, right? Is that his mm -hmm. name? The manager. manager of the Rays? Um, he was like, okay, we got to save our arms. Like, we're, it, we're too far gone. So he was like, uh, Yu Chang, have you pitched before? And Yu Chang was like, yeah, I've pitched before. I'll get out there. And so Yu Chang went out there and pitched. And he did give up a two-run home run, but he's not actually a pitcher. He's um, actually a position player. But so was he really pitching, or was he, was he Yadier Molina? In, yeah, I think he was. I mean, I didn't watch any any of the footage of it, but, I mean, I think he was maybe trying. Um, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I was like, wow, that's some he, – he's taking the cues from Shohei. He's like, you know, I'm going to give myself <laughs> the run support. So, you know, two-way players. It's hot. It's hot right now. Yu Ching was just like, hey guys, you're talking about that phenom from Japan. What about me? This phenom from Taiwan. That's right. I got it. I got, right. it. He's got, I got it. it. He's got it on lock. He tried his best. You know, they were, mm -hmm. they, they, I think they lost like nine to one or something like that. But um, yeah, Yu Chang, mm -hmm. he was, he was out there. Speaking of pitchers, Asian pitchers that didn't get any run support, Yu Darvish. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> Uh, me and Naomi were actually together when Yu Darvish uh, was pitching against the Dodgers, and uh, like Shohei, like he had a good he had a good outing, 
but and he only gave up two runs, but he just didn't get the run support. That's a bummer. And it was just like it was such a it's such a bummer because it's just like come on, the lineup is hot now. Like yeah. it's hot. Yeah. It's yeah. just hot. Come on, and come on, you Darvish. Good, good pitching shuts down hot lineups though. So that's I know that is true. Yeah. The Dodgers have some pitching. So. I mean, yeah. the Dodgers are. Uh, they're the Dodgers are a hot team right now. Also, yeah. so. several teams have come into play LA, or, or LA has gone to their parks who are surging offensively, only to just be like completely shut down by mm. Dodgers pitching. So um, again, you get what you yeah. pay for. They got the big, they've yep. got the big payroll, and they've got the big arms. Yep, and soon so. to have another big arm. That's right, and a big bat. Yes. That sounded like a sexual innuendo. I didn't mean it in that way. I just simply meant that he can hit. But Naomi took it that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my um. God. Um, the last pitching report that I have is Dane Dunning finally got the win. Um, wow. He hadn't got the win in over three months. Um, wow. But against his former team, the White Sox, only one nice. hit and one walk, six strikeouts. The Rangers win in a shutout. Ooh. Ooh, that is good pitching, Dane yeah. Dunning. That is good yeah. pitching. And I'm he hasn't necessarily, you, he hasn't been always having bad pitching either. It's just like he hadn't gotten the win. So now he's got mm, the yeah. win and hopefully that'll like, you know, lift him up a little bit to keep going. Whiting. 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 That's right. Oh. Stephen Kwan is about to hit 300. He's, he's at like 298 after a couple of hits the other day. Wow. So... Is his hitting streak still happening? Because like for a while he was having like no yeah. his hitting streak. I didn't ended. see his streak. Yeah. I no, his. I didn't see anything his streak. His streak is over. Um, he had an 18 game hitting streak, which was tied with Michael Brantley for the longest hitting streak since 2010. And um, he fouled a pitch off of his foot twice in one day, once during batting practice oh, and then no. once during the game. And I thought this was so cool. We talked about about Stephen Kwan before about like how mature he is and how like um, how much he he respects himself and respects the game and like, you know, understands the mental aspect of things. Um, And his manager was saying um, that like he went up to Stephen and was like, hey, like, I I think you should come out. I know you have this hidden streak going. And Stephen was like, yep, I totally agree because he knows that like taking taking the day off one day to help his foot like was yeah, better in the long the run than trying yeah. to like maintain this hitting streak for like arbitrary yeah. reasons. Yeah. I'm nice. so proud of you, Steven Kwan. Yeah. I'm so proud yeah. of you. As of 724 also, he leads all rookies in batting average with a 290 and he leads all rookies in strikeout percentage with eight uh, only 8.5% um, strikeout rate. So wow. he's really... He's really on it. And then the last thing I wanted to say about Stephen Kwan, just to gas him up a little bit more, um, is I can't remember what the article was, um, but I pulled this from it. Um, Shortstop Ahmed Rosario, who bats behind Kwan in the two spot, raved earlier this week about Kwan's ability to work the count and get pitchers to throw all their pitches, which sets Rosario up for better success, getting an opportunity to see what he'll face even before he steps into the box. So just seems like he's a good teammate. He's a good teammate. He's a good kid. We're rooting for you, Steven. We are rooting yeah. for you, Steven the, Kwan. He's the classic leadoff hitter because 
Nowadays, you put Shohei Otani <laughs> to lead off to hit home runs and drive in runs, but well, that's the Angels. Back in the day, <laughs> well, it's a lot of teams actually. They're, that's they're, true. You put your best hitter. Um, it's like a new strategy. But back that's in the true. day, your leadoff guy was supposed to take as many pitches as possible to, to let the team see what they've got and just get on base, work work counts, get walks. Um, if there's runners on, you move them over so the the big guys can drive them in. It was it was a very specific role to, to be the leadoff hitter. And Stephen Kwan seems to be more in the classic mold of the leadoff hitter. Yeah, he acknowledged that. Great. He acknowledged that too in this article or another one. He was like, "Listen, I'm not a big guy. I've never been a power hitter." And he was like, "I just use that. You know, he's like, I work with that. I don't, he's not trying to be be out here like hitting dingers. You know, he's just like, I can't. But he was like, my job is to get on base so that he was like, the best hitters in our lineup are behind me. So my job is to get on base so that those guys." can score me you know and yep i just think that that's such a a good way to approach things he's so smart yeah. i just he's so smart i you know what stephen kwan we are always here to gas you up man because you well we gave him the bump we <laughs> gave him the bump yes i just i'm so proud of him i'm just like i want i want everything for stephen kwan i want everything for stephen kwan um wow yeah. Proud big sister right over here. Proud big sister he does not know about yet, but <laughs> big sister nonetheless. Um, Rob Refsnyder is on the aisle. That's right. Um, that yeah. is why Tommy Pham has taken over his position in the outfield and is batting leadoff um, for the Red Sox. Uh, Rob went to the 10-day aisle retroactive to July 30th with a sprained right knee. Devastating. Mm. It really is. We are wishing a very healthy and quick recovery for you, Rob Refsnyder, because Kim Kim can't live without you. Oh, she my can't. gosh. You got to be representing. I mean, no, no, I take that back. It's too much pressure. <laughs> but we're rooting, <laughs> we're rooting for you. And I'm sure like it's very frustrating for anybody to become injured when they're like in the midst of uh, a tear. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. very sad, very sad stuff. Um. Yeah. I guess more happy stuff. Oh well. I guess like sort of on the same, sort of in the same way. Talking about injuries, right? We're talking about injuries. Let's talk about injuries. We're talking about Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, has started a rehab assignment. How does that relate to Asians of baseball? Well, of course, our boy Kim Ha Sung is going to happen. Currently playing shortstop in place of Fernando Tatis Jr. And playing really well. Oh yes. yeah, oh yeah. He's, he's hitting his. Um, when we first started tracking him, he was hitting down in like the low two tens. Um, when we when we started this podcast, and he has steadily risen up to into the two fifties. Yeah, so that's a fifty point forty forty something point jump in just a few couple months. And he got so. some hits against the Dodgers, where not a lot of other Padres were getting hits against the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. So this past weekend, yeah. The dude has figured out Major League Baseball. So he, if he doesn't get to stay in the lineup in San Diego, um, yeah, I hope he finds a place because Minnesota sure is looking attention. for a shortstop. <laughs> no. Well, it seems not that happy with Carlos Correa. It he, seems, oh. he only has a one-year contract with us, and he can really? opt out next okay, year. He can opt out 
next year. So if we don't get to the playoffs, I say opt that guy out and put Kim Ha Song out there. And really, with Kenta Maeda's arm coming back next year, oh my gosh. Kim Ha Song at throw at Shohei Otani in there. Oh my god! <laughs> you guys, I would be like, I um, will be in Minnesota from April through October. Goodbye. See you guys. Goodbye. There. Okay. Well, it seems right. a, a CBS Sports really seemed to think that the Padres wanted to keep Kim Ha-sung in their lineup because he's doing really well. Um, so they suggested, um, and Naomi suggested this the other day, and I agree that um, Tatis uh, would fill more of the DH position, occasionally shortstop, and also play center field. Um, and we've yeah. seen that move, uh, I, or I've seen that move in the Dodgers before, where Cody Bellinger used to play first and he was getting injured too much, so they moved him out to the outfield. So... Um, yeah. That could be a good fit for Tatis. Um, but yeah, hopefully Kim Ha-sung sta- for this year. stays in. Yeah. yeah, because it's not really Tatis's defensive arm that they need right now. They need right. his they need his his bat. His, his bat. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to he's not when, the best shortstop either. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, it's he makes a lot of errors. So, um. D- you know, Kim is a much better defensive shortstop. Yeah. Did you guys see this catch, I Naomi? Think. It was against the Twins, so maybe you saw it. He made this, like, beautiful catch um, to assist uh, his fellow Asian in baseball, Sean Manaya, who was pitching. Um, this was July yes, 31st. Yeah. Yes, I it was. That. I mean, but you got to admit, that was good. It was, it was good. good. It was good. It, it was, was a good, good catch. It, some, sometimes you got to support country and not just state. That's um, right. That's right. <laughs> you know, support the hometown of my soul versus the hometown of my yourself. Actual home. Yeah, my my. Ooh, was my was soul? Uh, um, was that a pun? Ha 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 ha. Ha No, actually, it wasn't. But that's oh, that's pretty okay. funny. Now, I was crediting you with. Good job, good job, dad jokes, dad jokes from Scott Okamoto. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, but the thing is, is that like. If you guys saw the Dodger game on Friday night and whoever, who was that guy on third base for the Padres? Like, he, I was like, whoa, what? because they put Manny in, they put Manny Machado in um, as a DH spot. And so it, the great thing about Kim Ha-sung is that while he excels the most at shortstop, he's also a very good second baseman and a third baseman. He's a true utility player. So a little Kike Hernandez out there. Yeah, so I want to see Kim Ha Sung do the bend and snap. Actually, I would. Oh, I request yeah. that Kim Ha Sung do the bend and snap. Someone show this man legally blonde, please. Or I want him to do like some kind of cool like BTS dance move. Um, <laughs> my two requests from from your Nuna from your Nuna Kim Ha Sung. I have two requests. Also, win games, but um, but I mean now what's really great about. Uh, Bell and Soto being a part of this Padres lineup is exactly what Kim was saying a couple weeks ago about like what does a DH position look like when you don't have a Shohei Otani situation you give a lot there's a lot more flexibility for these guys to move about and to get rest and so I mean don't who who is the uh, ma- manager of the Padres I have no idea Mr. Manager of the Padres, I know you're a big fan of this podcast as well. I hope you keep Kim Bob Ha-sung Melvin. in the game. Yes. Yeah, Mr. Melvin. Bob. 
Mr. Bob. Yeah. Well, also, uh, just the last thing we'll say about Kim Ha-sung is that according to the San Diego Union Tribune, which was published on the 1st, which was a week ago, in a 24-game span since July 2nd, Kim Ha-sung leads the Padres in batting average with 324, on-base percentage with 382, and slugging percentage with 456. So, with all those numbers, you got to keep that guy in the game. You got to keep the guy in the game. He's too good, and we're not going to do to Kim Ha-sung what the Brewers did to Keston Hira. Okay, we're not going to do it. No. And speaking of Keston Hira, he's back. Mm -hmm. He's back. He's back. He's back, baby. Two home runs in two days. He is back. Yeah. I know. It was his birthday last week. Oh, happy birthday. I think his birthday was last week, so now it's just like, happy birthday, Keston Hira. We're going to gas you up, man. Great start. Show him who's boss, bro. Show him who's boss. I feel that today I'm quoting a lot of articles that I read, um, so I apologize, but I find all these stats to be very fascinating, um, which I guess makes me a true baseball fan. Um, But this, I I didn't write down where I pulled this from, so I apologize. But um, he has this, whoever this was from, said, Hira has shown to be too advanced for AAA pitching. In 99 games over his career at that level, he has a 999 OPS and 33 homers. So Jeez. we just simply yeah. can't keep sending this man down. No. We cannot do it. He's, no. like, absolutely annihilating AAA. Yeah, that's that means you go to the majors. And if the Brewers don't have their shit figured out, twins, hello. Just do the five-hour drive to Milwaukee and pluck Keston out. And that's actually not a bad idea, right? That's the, that's the that's the most realistic of the ideas <laughs> you proposed today. Me going. What, not Shohei. Kim Ah-sung, you're the new shortstop for the Twins. Shohei Otani somehow gets rented to the Twins next year, and the and they have to sell <laughs> the entire Target Field. They can't afford anything else. You know what? Minnesota, actually, there's a lot of money in Minnesota. I personally know that the Twins organization has the capacity. They're just unwilling to put their dollars Mm. forward. And, like, come on. And it's also just like, Target, let's go. Let's go, Target. That's right. I didn't see you guys do a Stop Asian Hate campaign. This is now you can make it up. You can make it up to the Asian American community. That's by right. just putting the money forward and making the team I want. I mean, it's the team that all Twins fans yeah. want and just everybody in the world. But, like, really. I know. don't know about everybody in the world. <laughs> no, really, everybody yeah, in the world. I, 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 quickly I, talk, I quickly texted and talked to everybody in the world, and they said oh, okay. that's exactly what you said, Naomi, is the way. So That like, is true. You know. I did reply that. Um, I did reply yeah. that. So. Thank you. This so. has been Naomi's hot stove takes on the yeah. Minnesota Twins. Very hot future. stove. So. Um, Scott, you were saying something about Colton Wong. Oh, no, he made a killer play yesterday. Um, defensive play in a shift. He was like way out in the outfield, made an off balance throw. It was epic. Hell yeah. He's also, um, since the All-Star break, uh, he's doing he's doing very, very well. According to Dar- here's more stats that I pulled from the internet. Uh, according to Dairyland Express, um, since the All Star break, he is slashing 413, 472, 674 with eight extra base hits in 13 games. So, yeah. pretty good. Yeah, 
Yeah. Pretty good. These guys are, they're fresh. They're ready to go. There's been something missing this episode. There hasn't been an equivalent of the Colton Wong emotional video um, that you could keep referring to. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Or Ichiro's best hits. Ichiro's best hits. Emotional. Emotional. (laughs) (laughs) If we actually put more time into this, we would actually have like a segment of Kim's uh, YouTube video title of the week. Um, I mean, I guess this week in lieu of a YouTube video, I just like truly quoted like 10 articles. (laughs) Yeah, no, you you did your research for sure. That's I had to do the research because I haven't I haven't had time um, in the last couple of weeks to watch very many games. So I had to really do a deep dive into what's been going on so that I was that I was with it. I didn't even see the thing about Mitch White for like two days afterward. And then I was like, what the hell? Yeah, Kim, that's also on our end because we have a separate group text thread with Darren and Darren and like we were talking about that and Shit. I mean we should all yeah, we, we add, just need to add Darren no, should, to the we just need to add Kim add, yeah yeah to that text yeah. thread so. so she she's in the know but um that's where I send a lot of you know but I also in, I think I've sent both text group threads like all the funny memes and tweets that I've been collecting <laughs> especially during the trade deadline oh man everybody <laughs> like it was pretty funny there was a tweet being like sh- there was this very sad photo of Shohei, um, like not not sad, but he looked a little depressed and he was holding on to like the fence. And the headline was like, the angels have locked Shohei in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that will be in lieu of the emotional YouTube video of the week. Right. And yeah, sad Shohei. Sad Shohei. Sad Shohei. You, you've, you've been making comments, Naomi, since you study him so closely that he is not his usually hap- usual happy-go-lucky self these days mm. he seems- I'm not the only one who made that comment yeah Kim no, has he, made he that be, comment hit a home you- run. Oh. if he hit a home run before he'd be all like yay and he put the hat on and you know but like now he's just like intense you know it's just like he's not yeah. as, as this is this is why this is sad because he was so happy and now 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 there's a difference i mean even your daughter audrey noticed that shohei's not having fun because she Damn. would sometimes like casually watch um because your your scott's daughter audrey used to be a softball player so she understands the game blah 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 is scott's daughter blah 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 um and naomi's watching baseball 24 7 at my house so it's kind of hard to avoid <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. Thank you for having cable and uh, also feeding me. But um, direct TV, yeah. yeah, direct TV is really a blessing for me this summer and also last summer. But um, even Audrey noticed that Shohei yeah. looks down, and and she only casually watches it. So it's not just me. This is all to say that I am not as crazy as I. Per- people perceive me to be. Well, I think that's this- a separate point. <laughs> yeah. It's more of a yes and. <laughs> oh, man. Is there any oh. other good news about Asians in baseball? Anything else that we need to know? We're all going to see the Twins um, play the Dodgers tomorrow. There's going to be none Asians in baseball there except for Dave Roberts. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, Dave, we hope that we see you. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. tomorrow night, while we're while we're gonna be at Dodger Stadium, uh Shohei Otani's gonna be taking the mound. So I so someone's actually, gonna be on their phone on their MLB app. Uh, Naomi's gonna have the iPad out at the game. Yeah. Can you actually bring an iPad to Dodger Stadium? 
I can't see why not, yeah. but from a like safety perspective for your iPad, I feel like you wouldn't want yeah, to. Yeah, just bring your phone. I don't know. Naomi's like, she's like, can I bring my iPad to it? (laughs) I mean. Oh, oh man. It was funny because Kim and I, we were doing a work function yesterday. And I was just like, okay, before we all like turn off our phones and be very focused on work. I was just like, quickly, let us read all the stuff. Roll through it. Just boom, 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 boom. This like updates on all the games, all the games. And everybody was just like, what the fuck are these two people talking about? I'm like, no. It was really, it was really just, there was a lot of people there. And truly, Naomi was just reading me the scores, which I also want to point out that at my wedding, in between the, uh, in between the ceremony and dinner, Naomi also read me the scores of the game. So I appreciate her. You, everybody needs a friend who will keep you up to date on Major League Baseball scores. Yes, yes, yep. yes. Um, That's a slot in the squad. Yes. I am, right. I am glad to be that that slot. And I know that Kim would do that for me one day. 100%. Too, at 100%. my wedding one day. Someday. Which will be to Shohei Otani. <laughs> We're just manifesting it, you know? That's the that's, that's thing. Um, So I feel like on that note, since we've now manifested the goodness, I I think we can close out. Anything else? No. No. It's a long episode this week, but we weren't there last week. So just put this on twice speed, guys. Yeah, this is two two episodes in one. So you're welcome. You're welcome. How much longer? Yeah. Yeah. You're All right. right. So thank you week. so much for tuning in yet again to another extra long episode of Asians in Baseball. And we will see you guys next week for another episode of Asians in Baseball. Thanks for tuning in to Asians in Baseball. Connect with us on Instagram at Asians in Baseball, on Twitter at AZNs in Baseball, email us at Asians in Baseball at gmail.com or drop us an audio message on Anchor. Thanks.